Amen. All right. Come on, let's give it up for Walk Worship one more time, leading us in praise. Thank you, worship team. Um, I, I agree with my amazing wife, Nina. I needed that time, too, just to sing those lyrics over my own heart and over my own mind, and I'm glad that you are all here with us today. Um, as we get ready to jump into this final sermon in our series titled, The God of More, I just want to welcome you one more time, and I'm so glad that you're joining us, not just in person, but come on, let's just give it up for our online family that's here with us right now. I was just sharing the feed on my own page and checking in, and praise God, people are joining us for worship uh, in person, on Facebook, on YouTube, and so if you're online right now with us, Go ahead and fill out an online connection card. We honor you. We're glad that you're worshiping with us from wherever you're at. I got two messages this past week from people in, throughout the country in different places that just said, hey, we're leaning in, we're tuning in online, and just want you to know, church, you're part of a family that's even bigger than this room, and God is on the move and at work. So I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're online, and now let's get ready to jump into the Word. Speaking of that, I was grateful and challenged and encouraged by last week's message by Pastor Joseph Gibbons. Come on, was that a word for somebody? See Pastor Joe in the back. Thank you for preaching that word, the God of more, in our stillness and in our joy. And Nina and I got to just be out of town last week and celebrate our nine-year anniversary and spend some time in the snow and uh, was grateful to just be still and shut our phones down, and to come back and to hear about how God was moving at church last week uh, through that message. And so it's touched me and many others, and so we honor you, Pastor Joe. Grateful for you and Kristen and the fam. Amen? Amen. Well, let's go ahead and get ready to look in this message here today. We're in the series titled, The God of More. And I learned a few years back that I, I, I need to stop putting timelines on these series because Sometimes we'll jump into one. I'll think it'll just go for three weeks, but God will say, hey, I want to go longer than that. And we trust his timing. And so the God of more has kind of been like that because I thought this was just going to be a few weeks where we focus on how God has more for us coming out of our five-year church birthday. But I realized there's so much more that he wanted to teach us through that. So I'm going to give you just a quick recap, and then we'll jump into this message here today. We started um, in Ephesians 3.20. Focusing on this first text, it says, Now to him who is able to do, say it with me, far more, right? He's able to do far more. Talked about how God is a big God. This God of the Bible is not small. He's not inside the box that we sometimes create for ourselves. He is a big God, amen? Come on, if you knew it, you'd say amen with me. He's a big God, amen? He really is. Like, he's bigger then we could even imagine. He created imaginations. He's able to do far more. He has the ability. And so my prayer began that, God, if you're able to do more, which you are, God, we want to experience it. We want to tap into it. We want to embrace it. We want to engage in it. So I began to pray and ask and seek, God, what does that look like for us? And he began to fill in the blanks. And so we, we went on this journey and we started with this first series, and I don't know if you remember it, but God wants to do more in me. And I was thinking so broad, like God's going to do all these things, and God was like, hey, I want to I do it in you first. And I think sometimes we're like, man, I want you to move in the person next to me, God. And God's like, I know, but I want to do it in you. And sometimes we're like, God, but I want you to like feed the homeless. And God's like, I know, but I want to do it through you. 
God, I want to see these people get saved. And God's like, yeah, I know, but I want to use you to do it. And we got to remember that if God's going to do it, it's going to start with us. Amen? It's going to start with me. Come on, say, start with me. Start with me. Start with me. If you, you said it, all right? God's going to do it. Start with me. And so God wants to do more in me. We moved from me to God wants to do more in our church. We really believe God wants to do more in this place. This is his house. One of, one of the metaphors we like to refer to the church as, this is the, y'all know it, the body of Christ. Think about that. If we're really the body of Christ, that means we're the hands of Christ. It means we're the feet of Christ. We're the arms, the legs of Christ. We're the extension of his hand. We're the extension of his heart. We're the extension of his voice. God wants to do more in and through this church. We moved from there that God wants to do more in our city, Las Vegas, Nevada. God wants to do more in this city. And I really hope that you still believe that. That's why I don't like calling this place the city of sin. This is the city of him because God wants to do more here. Like he's done good work here, but I really believe he has more for this place. Las Vegas has moved back into the top 10 fastest growing cities in America. The nations are moving here. All the real estate people I know say that there's not enough houses to sell because they're going so fast. Right? God is moving people here. The nations are here. The, the, this is a global city, and it's a great city. And I really believe God wants to do more here. So we spent some time thinking about that, and then we moved into God wants to do more in our nation. We spent the past three weeks focusing on how God wants to move more in America. We looked at 2 Chronicles 7 where God says, If my people humble themselves, pray and seek my face, and turn from their sin, God's going to do more. In fact, he says he's going to open the windows of heaven. Think about how many windows are in heaven. It's probably a lot, but he's going to open those windows up. I don't even know all that that means, all right? I just think it's, I just want to experience it. <laughs> he's going to open it up and we're going to experience his more, but it's going to start through humble people, praying people, and repentant people. And so that's where we've came from, all right? More in me, more in our church, more in our city, more in our nation. In this final sermon of this series, I want to talk about how God wants to do more in our world. Amen. Someone gave me an amen right there. <laughs> God wants to do more in our world. I think sometimes we get so caught up in the now and so caught up into where we're at, into our own space, into our own place, that we forget that God is not from America. facts, amen, that God is not only not from here, but God is not impressed with America. In fact, we need to be impressed with God, right? God is actually ascending God who sent his son Jesus on mission to be born in a little town called Bethlehem. Shout out to Christmas. We're making our way there. He grew up in a small town called Nazareth in Israel, right? And he, he preached the gospel in Jerusalem, which made it to Judea which made it to Samaria, which ultimately one day made it to Las Vegas. God is a big God, and God loves the world. And I believe, I believe today, if you ask God, God, what's on your heart? I believe God would say, I have people on my heart, and the people that are on the heart of the Father are the nations. That's the title of my sermon today, that God has more people on his heart, and these people are the nations. This might not be the most popular message, but I hope that this is a message that convicts us and does something in us 
and sparks and triggers this reality that God has the nations on his heart. And if God has the nations on his heart, check this out, you ready? So should we. Amen? If God has the nations on his heart, so should we. I love this quote from theologian John Stott, this English revivalist. John Stott once said, We must be global Christians with a global vision because our God is a global God. That, that the people on the heart of the Father tonight and today and this morning are not just in Las Vegas, though we are too, but it's people in Mexico. It's, it's people in India. It's people in Canada. It's people in China. It's people in the Philippines. It's, it's people in Pakistan. It's people in Iran. These are people that are on the heart of the Father today. Do you believe it? Right, that we serve a global God, which means we have to have a global vision. I'm grateful to be a part of a church here at Walk Church that's not a one-dimensional church, but we have a global vision for what God is doing today. And I just want to help us be reminded of that. To belong to Jesus is to belong to a global God. I love how John Piper, he says that, right? Piper references that in his book, Let the Nations Be Glad. He says, to belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations with him. And does that require getting uncomfortable? Yes, because stepping outside of your culture can be uncomfortable. And eating food that's not familiar can be uncomfortable. And learning a new language and being around new people and new colors and new culture can get uncomfortable. But, but this is our God, isn't it? I think the greatest story of a missionary ever is when the Father God looked at his son Jesus and said, I'm sending you to a foreign place. And Jesus left heaven to come here. What a missionary, amen? One of my favorite missionaries is David Livingston. David Livingston is a man from England who took the gospel to Zambia, Africa, David Livingston once said, God had only one son, and he, he was a missionary. And David Livingston, I remember he preached the gospel. I got to stand under the tree he would preach at in Zambia, Africa, and David Livingston wrote in his journal, he said, if they bury me, bury my body in London, but bury my heart in Africa, because he loved the people so much. He was a kingdom, global leader. And I just want to remind everybody that that there's people in this globe, in this world, on this earth that are separated from God right now because they don't know the same Jesus we know. That's why I'm grateful that we get to sing the gospel in different languages and, and, and the greatness of God in different languages today because God understands them, amen? I could lift my hands even though I didn't fully understand every word that Vashon was singing there because I know that the, the Holy Spirit is in interpreting all those for his glory. But there's people, friends, right now that if you were to ask them about who Jesus is, they, they wouldn't know. One, one quote that I've been convicted by is by Oswald J. Smith. He says, we talk of the second coming. Half the world has never heard the first there's people that haven't heard about Christmas. 
that don't know that there's a Savior who has died for their sins, who has risen from the grave, who is coming back again, who has prepared a place for eternity, who has a seat at the table for them, and they haven't heard it because they don't know of this Jesus yet. Here we are as the body, the hands, the feet. God wants to do more in the nations, amen? I believe this to be true, and I believe as a church we're missing out if we don't get involved. So I don't want there to be a lid in America. God wants to do more in our country. End of series. Friends, go bigger than that. Go beyond that. God wants to do more in this world. He tells us that in John 3, 16, right? Maybe you're familiar with this verse. Let's read it off the screen. Ready? One, two, three, four. God so loved. Say it with me. Come on, let me rewind. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God so loves this big world that he would send his son to save this world. But yet Romans says, how will this world even know if we don't tell them, if we don't go? And so God is ascending God who sends his church to the world. And I even believe he's using this year to send broadcasts and shares and Posts, and I would encourage you to share stuff online because God's using the media to open up the nations. You're going to hear a testimony about that a little later. But won't he do it, amen? That God is ascending God. I've, I've found this to be true as I've studied the Bible. As you look at the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll find this thread and theme throughout each ending and conclusion of each Gospel that God is a God for the nations. As you look at the end of the Gospel of Matthew, the first Gospel in the New Testament, you find this phrase from Jesus. He closes, these are his last words to his people, and he says, And Jesus came and said to them, imagine Jesus standing here and saying it to you. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Jesus saying, when I look at the earth, I got authority. Now go, everybody say go. Go. Therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. Jesus says, as you go, I go too. I think that's why this is called the Great Commission, because Jesus is like, it's a, it's a partnership. We're, all, we're co-missionaries. Jesus says, I'm going to the nations. Come with me. Come with me. Let's go. Right? That's what he says. As he ends Matthew 28, he says this is the calling on the life of the church. Matthew turns into Mark. Mark is a beautiful gospel, 16 chapters of the life of Jesus. It ends with this. And he said to them, come on. And Jesus said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Jesus is saying, hey, I don't show favorites. There's no really one place that's better than the other place. Go into the whole creation. It's all his creation. It means it's all good. It's all his. And yet I think we get so territorial like it's ours. This is my house. No, it's not. These are my kids. I get all that. These are, these are his. Like every year I love when we do baby dedication because we're reminded it's all his. All of our stuff is his. God asks us to give 10%. We're just giving that back, right? It's all his. 
The, the, the nation, this whole creation is his. So Matthew ends with a sending component. Mark ends with a go sending component. How about the Gospel of Luke? In Luke 24, it's, Jesus says to them, this is the last words from Christ here. He says, it's written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead. And that repentance for forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to, say it with me, all the nations. Beginning from Jerusalem, let it start here. You're witnesses of these things. And behold, I'm sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. The Gospel of Luke closes with a commission. The Gospel of John, John chapter 20, verse 21, Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. Praise the Lord. Jesus wants to give us peace. I love what Nina said, right? He's calming those anxieties. He says, I'm leaving you with peace. Receive that. And as the Father has sent me, even so, I'm sending you. God is a sending God. I love how David Platt once put it. He said, God didn't save you to sideline you. He saved you to send you. And for some of us, that sending call looks like next door. For some of us, that looks like working in the grocery store. For some of us, that looks like traveling to another city. For some of us, that looks like serving here at Walk Church. For some of us, that looks like planting churches in different parts of the country. And for some of us, that looks like globally tapping into God's call on our lives and saying, God, you're calling me to the nations and I want to get in on it. But, but the option is not if, the option is where and when. And I think the time is now, amen? I think it's asking that, those questions and, and saying, okay, th- this isn't a great option. This is a great command. So where? This was the life of William Carey, another great missionary who gave his life to global missions. William Carey once said, to know the will of God, we need an open Bible and an open map. And say, God, what does that look like for me? What does that look like for me? The disciples, after Jesus rose from the grave and ascended into heaven, right? Jesus came down and gave them this last word in Acts chapter 1, right, right before he ascended into heaven. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus says, You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Jesus expected his church to be witnesses to the world. I think sometimes we think, man, the Holy Spirit empowered me to do The Holy Spirit empowered me to have my best life now. I don't read that. The Holy Spirit empowered me to be great. Like, I I get some of those things, but I really believe the Holy Spirit empowered us to be witnesses to the nations. Jerusalem, break out from there. Go to Judea. That's a little further. What about Samaria? That's a completely different culture. We don't like Samaritans. That's the mindset of the Jews at this time, that there was intense beef. The Samaritans didn't like the Jews either. It was hostility. It was segregation. It was racism. It was all types of bad blood between the two cultures. And Jesus goes, that's where I'm sending you. And I'm going to empower you, and I'm going to go with you. Friends, here's what I believe. The Father has the nations on his heart. And if the Father has the nations on his heart, so should we. I recently heard a story um, 
of a friend of mine. He's a brother who I got to spend some time with um, overseas. And I'll just show you a picture of when we were doing ministry together. Go to the next one for me real quick. Um, I love this picture when we were actually in Southeast Asia. I won't name the exact place we were at when we were doing ministry together. But I pulled him aside and let's just call him John. Let's just name him John. Give him a random name. And um, I said, I said, John, um, tell me how you got out here. Because he's doing full-time ministry in Southeast Asia, and we were able to connect, and we walked through these different villages, and we were able to share the gospel. And this was a family who led us into their home and served us coffee, and I was scared to drink it. <laughs> but God used this time in such a profound way in my life, and we were able to share our testimonies in the gospel with this family, and they received us. And they invited him to come back and to bring Bibles in their own language and to minister. It was such a powerful story. But I remember asking him, I said, can you just tell me how you got out here? And I remember him sharing with me about how he and his wife attend a church in North Carolina, a great church, a mission-based church, ascending church. But he said, we were just attending, we were going week in and week out and living our lives and comfortable Christianity. Then there was a missionary from Asia who came to the church and had to come back to America because he had some medical and family issues that required him to come back to the States even though he didn't want to. And he says he remembers being at church when this missionary came up and shared his story and said, I have to come back even though I'm brokenhearted because of the people that they were reaching. And he says that this missionary took off his shoes and set his shoes at the front of the stage. And he said, though I had to come back, somebody here needs to fill these shoes. Now. And this brother looked at his wife and said, I need to fill those shoes. And he said, should we go? And she looked back and said, let's go. And he went up to the front and grabbed the shoes and said, send us, we'll go. And they moved to Southeast Asia amongst a people and culture that they had never been to or were familiar with. And they engaged in the life and are learning the language and are ministering to people and are counting the cost and are going down the well, and these people need churches like our church to hold the rope for them while they're down the well, and to have others come with them and do this thing together. Amen? This is the gospel. This is the commission, the calling on all of our lives to engage in. And so I'm grateful for moments like these, and I need these moments in my life. And I believe that, that there's calling on all of our lives to engage globally, and maybe today you would say, well, where, where do I even start with that? I would say the best place to start is to start with God and to start with prayer. And to say, God, at minimum, at minimum, I can pray for the nations. I believe everybody in this room probably knows somebody somewhere globally, right, or connected with somebody somewhere globally. I know that my sister Kaylani has a heart for the people in France. I, I see my brother Fonzo who just got back from the Philippines. Love you, bro. 
I see different people all throughout our, this congregation who have hearts and callings and culture. I know my brother George has a heart for the people in Mexico. I know Pastor Shabazz has a heart for the people in Pakistan. You're going to hear a little bit more about that in a second. I know, I know my, my friends Danny and Christina have a heart for the people in Portland, right? God is a global God. He's here in America. He's big. He's, he's everywhere. And let's get in on it. Let's just pray and say, okay, God, how can you use me to engage and at minimum to pray? I want to lead us in a moment of prayer right now, and then we're going to hear from some different people in our church. Father God, I thank you for this moment to be able to look at your word and be reminded that you're a global God. God, even if you just stir our hearts today, to remind us that you're at work globally, that's enough. But God, would you go beyond that? And would you break our hearts for the nations? And break our hearts for people that are different? And break our hearts for people of different cultures and places and personalities? And break our hearts, but not just break them. Give us new hearts, fresh hearts, excited hearts, obedient hearts to figure out what it looks like for us to go to the nations. If they can't come to us, we'll go to them. And God, use the online platform to help us. God, use the people in this house to be generous. And God, may we have a global mindset because you're a global God. Come on, everybody in this room has somebody on their heart that's somebody that's somewhere globally. And if you don't, maybe that's your next step. Meet somebody that's from somewhere else. God, we pray for the, I pray, God, right now for Pastor Lazarus in Zambia. I pray for Tukiko. God, I pray for my brother Gary Jasmine, who is in Ghana, Africa right now, doing kingdom work in Seaham, and the, the church planting movement that's happening in Ghana, Lord God. It's tough work, but it's worthy, and we give you glory. God, I pray for Pastor Kuhn and Jesse and God and just team members and those who are taking the gospel to the nations. God, we want to see more global impact. And God, would you use Walk Church to walk to the nations with the gospel on our hearts and the gospel on our lips? using our gifts for your glory. God, show us what that looks like for us. And thank you that we're part of a, a movement in a church that's bigger than just this place. Thank you for the kingdom of God. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we have some familiar friends with us here today. Before we close out of our service today, I wanted you to meet and hear from some individuals that are living out this message. And so I prayed, I felt like God placed Vanessa Woody and Pastor Shabazz on my heart and would love to hear from you guys today in regards to this message, God wants to do more in our world. Vanessa, you have been serving in Honduras for the past several years. How many mission trips have you taken out there in total now? So I've been to Honduras nine times, um, five of which are construction and for that are medical amazing man that's come on praise God for that that you put your yes on the table and raised money and ran firework booths and asked and prayed and 
hopped on a plane nine different times to engage in God's global activity in South America. And God has been, been moving through you. You've mobilized people from our church to go with you and people from your unit at UMC. And praise God for the testimonies like that. What was it, Vanessa, as you think back to that first time you took a trip that moved you to, to go? Um, I guess I never expected to go in college. Um, and it was really my advisor um, who just really encouraged me to just take a chance and put my yes on the table to God and um, see what he can do. And it was just an amazing time just to... Um, really experience him and experience his provision. And um, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I love that right there because you're saying, hey, I, I'm a college student. I didn't really expect it, but God opened the door and you stepped through it. That's so good. Um, talk to us about why you keep going back. I know it's, sometimes it's easy to do something once, especially when it's challenging. You can say, hey, you know, I, I did that. I got the t-shirt. I'm good. I'm not doing that again. But you're, you're coming up on a 10 times of going on mission overseas. What keeps you going back? I think it's first um, just the relationship that I've developed with the people. Just um, to be able to go back and just um, see familiar faces and they see me and they see that I care and love them um, the way Jesus cares and loves them. And also just to, um, just to experience God and have an encounter with God I see these people who have nothing, who have no food, no clean water, who have gang members knocking on their doors, um, demanding money. And I see them in their emptiness and their nothingness. And there's a hope for God. There's a hope um, to cry out to him. And because of that hope, they have this expectant faith, um, this faith that can move mountains. And I've seen miracles, and I've, they've seen miracles, and experienced miracles, and experienced God's provision. Um, so I think just that encounter and that ability to experience the God of more and to see him in action across the nations, and um, just even in my own life, just to be able to um, come in and grow in my faith, and I've seen um, the God of more, how that looks like for my life, um, how I'm not the same person that I was um, before I went on a mission trip. And it's just a desire, this hunger for more of God. And um, so I think that's why I keep going back. Yeah, I love that right there. That's awesome. That's so good. Uh, some of the things that I'm hearing Vanessa share is that I like how you're using that language, the God of more. I feel like when you go out on mission, even if it's a domestic trip in America, or even if it's just going across the street, you're going to experience God on mission. You are, no doubt. When you go global, you experience the God of more as well. And so I think that there's something about going on mission that you just don't get until you get on a plane and cross a cultural barrier and say, God, I really need you right now. Like, I need you to move. Like, that, that to me is why those spiritual gifts were so necessary in the beginning and so necessary now because you need God's gift to empower you to see God's move when you're on mission. And so I love how you're saying that. You're, Vanessa, I hear you saying, hey, when I go, I experience more God. And I need that. I want that. And so maybe there's some people here today that are contemplating going on mission. I know that this is a difficult time to consider a mission trip. It's a difficult time to consider going anywhere. But maybe God might move and mobilize you to go on a trip 
a couple years from now even. Maybe just you thinking about it is what you need to be doing right now. And what would you tell people that are curious or thinking about it or a little nervous even? Um, I just love the verses that you talked about um, and how God calls us to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, you know, that's a command that he gives us. It's a command for us to go. And um, I feel like, you know, someone once told me delayed obedience is disobedience. And so when God opens those doors when he provides and shows you those opportunities to go, um, even though you you just expect God to just tell you yes, you expect him to send you signs, you know, God sometimes just wants us to put our yes on the table and just to be obedient and um, take that um, step of faith. And, you know, he's given us so many different passions and talents and all of our um, stories are unique, and I, I believe he didn't just give it to us for our own purposes, but to encourage and to um, edify um, him and, and serve his people. Um, so I think, you know, everyone's talents, skills, it can be used in a mission trip. That's and, good. yeah, you can use it here, but um, God has so much more for you, and he wants to take you and to grow you um, and to grow your faith. Um, so if you're an athlete, there's, you can go on a mission trip for that. If you're a nurse, if you're a doctor, if you're a mechanic, any of that, God can use you to go out and um, serve his people and to really experience what it looks like to see the God of more in action. So good, Vanessa. Come on. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I, I know that's been true for my life. When I was a junior in college, I just started to sense, you know what, God has more for me, and he's calling me to experience him in the nations. And I put my yes on the table. I didn't know quite what that looked like, but then I got connected with Athletes in Action. I feel like God just starts to give us those breadcrumbs when we say yes. And if we can just keep picking them up, we'll find ourselves on mission. And I remember getting invited to go on a mission trip to Cartagena, Colombia in South America and just there's still moments from that trip that impact me that have influenced me and so all the different mission trips that we've been able to be a part of we experience the God of more and so I love how you said that Vanessa so so true thank you for sharing I want to go ahead and hear from Pastor Shabazz for a minute uh, Pastor Shabazz is the lead church planter and pastor of South Asian Hope Baptist Church here in Las Vegas and I had the joy of being a part of the assessment team as Shabazz and Bashirian. Hey, what's up, Bashirian? Good to see you over here. Let's clap for her, first lady in the house. We honor you. And um, it's been so cool to see how God has worked in the life of your church over the past four years. And really believe there's more to come. Introduce yourself to us a little bit more. Maybe there's some new people that, that don't quite know who you are. And talk to us a little bit about the work that God's doing in and through you guys. Uh, my name is uh, Shabazz Khan, and uh, I'm pastor uh, in New York, Philadelphia, and then I ended it uh, in Las Vegas. And uh, I'm committed to rest of my life. I have to serve the city of Las Vegas. Amen. Uh, and we have a lot of people from uh, South Asia, and South Asia is five and uh, five countries: Pakistan, India, Bangladesh, uh, Myanmar and uh, Afghanistan, so all these are the South Asia. Uh, God uh, put in my heart that I have to go uh, somewhere where there is no church. When I spoke with the, my friend, he is in Atlanta, 
in uh, uh, North American Mission Board office. And uh, I was talking with him that I want to move from uh, Philly to go somewhere else to serve the Lord. And uh, um, the first thing, uh, I'm actually a Presbyterian. And he said, uh, oh, you want to become a Baptist? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So I said, that uh, this doesn't matter for me. I want to serve the Lord. So denomination mm. is not uh, my priority. My priority is the call. Amen. Uh, and uh, then he... Um, That's good. Yeah. Hey, if two people clap, we all clap, all right? Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Uh, then he asked me that, uh, where you want to go? So I told him that, uh, where um, is opening? And he started naming uh, the city. And uh, when he said uh, Las Vegas, I said, I want to go Las Vegas. And uh, that was also a question in my assessment, why you choose uh, Las Vegas? Sure. So my answer was, why Paul uh, chose Epsis? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> it's not a big difference between Epsis and uh, yeah, uh, and very Las similar. Vegas. You know. So um, he called uh, Ben Barfield, and they spoke uh, with each other. And uh, I was on the line, but the Aslam asked me that don't speak. And uh, Ben Barfield uh, still um, word I knew that he said, "Oh, I need him. Send him over." Yeah. So uh, I came in. Uh, um, city Las Vegas and uh, uh, after assessment I went back and then I pack up I came here and in uh, January 2016 we start worshiping in Spring Valley Baptist Church uh, and I'm really grateful for um, Hope Church and uh, also uh, Pastor you and the Walk Church uh, always you stand with us yeah. whenever we have a need I just call and say oh it's done I love. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, well, we're honored to. Yeah, yeah. We, we believe in the work you're doing, brother. Yes, and uh, uh, the amazing thing, uh, when I was filling my papers, there was a ascending church, and I have no clue what's ascending church. I called Aslam, and he asked me, give me a 15 minutes. And he called uh, a Hope Church, and uh, after 15 minutes, he said that, uh, write down uh, Hope Church. Nice. And uh, um, the contact person is uh, Brian Hope. Nice. So he's a great man of God. Yeah. And uh, uh, so we uh, start church in Spring Valley Baptist Church. And uh, that time I have only my family. My son moved with me and his family. And one, uh, my uh, other uh, nephew, he moved here. So we, uh, a couple of months, we uh, worshiped in Hope Church. And then we start uh, uh, the church. And God gave us a people. And... Uh, um, and the few uh, family, they uh, actually moved from Las Vegas uh, because of uh, their uh, work. And uh, God sent us uh, more peoples. Amen. I mentioned in uh, the first service also that uh, uh, two um, uh, uh, brother and sister, they are stuck in uh, Thailand because their fam uh, they are there as a refugees. And uh, their family is here and they will be uh, join us in March. Nice. And uh, one other couple we have uh, uh, in uh, Las Vegas, uh, the husband is a, in a student in uh, university, and uh, the wife is uh, he's on research, she is working with NASA, and uh, her uh, sister, she got also uh, admission to the university, and uh, she will be here in uh, January. Sure. 
and uh, God is sending uh, us people also. And also we are working with the Hindu and the Sikh and the uh, Muslim peoples. And the conversion is uh, not an easy job uh, for them also and not for us because the conversion is not uh, our job, it's the job of Holy Spirit. Right. Our job is only that we have to see, uh, sow the seed. Uh, we have to share the gospel with them. And uh, um, I'm really grateful for all uh, those years, the help of the Walk Church, Hope Church, Designer Church, and uh, uh, <clears throat> their love. It's kingdom, yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Pastor Shabazz, and we're grateful to partner with you. I know that recently we were having a conversation and. Um, for those of you who don't know, Pastor Shabazz and their church do Bible studies at our ministry office every Friday night. It's been good to see that group growing and, and going. And um, I know that your guys' influence online has actually been growing weekly. And um, we talked about how God's raising up a new church plant in Pakistan from your guys' church. And so we'd love for our church to hear a little bit more about that before we close. Um. When COVID-19 started and all churches are shut down and uh, all, everyone is online, we also uh, start worshiping online at my home. And uh, during uh, this uh, um, uh, coronavirus, uh, we reached uh, uh, the thousands and thousands of peoples. And uh, then I uh, received a request, few requests from uh, Pakistan and those people are working uh, in Pakistan, and we uh, choose uh, one couple. And uh, his name is the uh, same, my name, Shabazz. And uh, his wife's name is Aksa, like a mosque, Aksa in, uh, in Jerusalem. And uh, um, they are working, uh, and they have one son, and uh, the other baby is coming in December sometime. Uh, they are working uh, with the, uh, the children and also uh, the adults. And those peoples are underprivileged peoples. They have uh, uh, not even uh, money to buy a Bible. Because the Bible cost them um, 850 rupees. And there's a lot of money in Pakistan. Because those peoples are working on uh, uh, the brick factories and we call uh, the, uh, them uh, brick um, yeah. Like, like, this is like a furnace, you know, they bake uh, the um, bricks there. And they, uh, even the child is not born. He has a debt on, um, on him or her. They don't want to leave from there because uh, uh, they have not uh, enough uh, uh, wage. Uh, and they uh, have a, a loan from the owners. And uh, they have uh, 500 rupees a day. And that 500 rupee is not, they're not going to feed the family. That's why they have go and ask for the loan. Uh, because 500 rupees, nothing there. So um, they're not even go and buy a grocery yeah. for a one day, you know, three, for three meals with that $500. And they're working with them and... Uh, uh, God put uh, uh, in my hand and my church hand that we have to support them while they are uh, going uh, like uh, 50 miles or radius. And they uh, visit those people, pray with them, and uh, they uh, gather the, uh, the kids 
uh, from and uh, teach them also like a Sunday school. And uh, um, I asked them that we will stand with you. And I share with the, uh, Pastor Hayden also this vision. And uh, um, thank you, Pastor. You said we will yeah. stand with you. Amen. And uh, um, uh, we have also a vision and that we want to hire someone not only Sunday school, but they um, give them also secular um, education, that at least they have a primary education and then they go in other schools. And that the, we hope that the day will come that they have to um, get rid of that slavery and go and they have to also um, have a normal life. Yeah. And also we are uh, trying to and have a vision uh, to um, have a, someone who is working with the adults because uh, they are not able to read uh, and write. So e at least they have to read the Bible. So uh, we have a, this vision, and uh, we hope that uh, when, like, church, walk churches stand with us, uh, maybe other people are also going to stand with us, and uh, we're going to go, and uh, yeah. we not stop there. We have to uh, reach the other and uh, more peoples uh, there. Amen. Well, praise the Lord for that work, and, uh, and th English is like, Sh Pastor Shabazz is like third or fourth language, all right? So um, you're doing great, by the way, with your English, amen? And so we can hear you, man, we're grateful for you and your family, and when you told me that you guys are planting another church because of God's activity in Pakistan, I just really felt like the Lord placed it on our heart, on my heart, our team's heart, to get in on this work and to be a part of God's global vision. And so today I want to just present you with our, our first financial seed toward the church plant in Pakistan. Hopefully this can help with getting some Bibles and getting some resources to the people there. And so we want to make a $500 gift to South Asian Hope Baptist Church. Thank you so much, Walk Church. And we want to bless you with that right now. And we pray that that would help. And so I, I want to just go ahead and reiterate that we're a part of a church that believes that God is moving in South Asia. Yeah. Believe that God is moving all over the nations. And so when we hear about what God's doing in Honduras and what God's doing in Pakistan and what God's doing amongst Hindis and Muslims in Las Vegas and how people are coming to know Jesus, if you get a chance, go worship with Shabazz one of the weekends with his church. It's been a joy every time I've been able to be a part of your guys' fellowship. I love the, the songs y'all sing. And the food is good too, man. Y'all always, always do food. And um, it's so good. And so we're grateful for the kingdom work that's happening. And we're, we're, yes, we're going to help partner with you in planting this next church. And so thank you for both for you, you guys sharing today, helping bring these, this message to life um, in our context. So let's close with a word of prayer. And Pastor Mike will uh, close us out of our service today. I'm going to open us up. Pastor Shabazz, why don't, you, why don't you close us out? All right? God, we thank you that you're a global God. We thank you that you're using Borders and Buddies in Honduras. And you're using Vanessa Woody to make a difference. And God, all the wristbands we've given out, all the different things we've shared, the different team members that have went. God, I pray for more kingdom impact and collaboration through Walk Church and what you're doing in Honduras. And God, I pray also for Pastor Shabazz and Bashirian and the South Asian Hope Baptist Church family. 
Holy Spirit, would you put your hand of protection and provision upon them as they reach Hindi-speaking Muslims, Pakistanis in Las Vegas and beyond? Would you continue to show them favor and grace in their efforts to reach people and to love people in their culture and those outside of it too, God? Do miracles, do moves among them. And God, with this new church plant in Pakistan, God, would you raise up laborers from Las Vegas to help with that, to support it, to hold the rope, and potentially one day to even go on a trip and engage. And for those that may be even called to move, will we trust your spirit, God? We know that you have all authority on heaven and earth. We want to be involved with your global mission. And thank you we get to do that together. So God, we pray for these things in Jesus' name. Lord, our God, our Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that you are our Father and we are your children. And we have this privilege through your Son, our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. And we are grateful for this beautiful service and worship and the message you have given to us through your servant, Pastor Hayden. Thanks, God. Prepare our heart and mind that we keep this message in our heart. And Heavenly Father, we also be with all those people, those are underprivileged peoples. We share the gospel with them and we bring them to you, O Lord. Yes, we do. And they may receive your son, Jesus Christ, as their personal savior. Yes, we do, God. And Heavenly Father, we are grateful for Walk Church and the ministry you have given to them, the heart you have given to them, not only for this church, but for this city, yes, God. for this state and the nation and the world. Yes, God. Because you are the God of the world. And Jesus Christ gave the mission to the disciples. And disciples hand over that uh, mission to the church. So the church's responsibility to share the gospel throughout the world mm. and share the gospel with the nations. Heavenly Father, you bless this church and bless Pastor Hayden and his family. And so also we pray for all the leadership and the pastoral team in this church. Be their Lord and their master and use them more and more for your own glory. Yes, God. Heavenly Father, we pray and we beseech you that you mercy upon us and we always look towards you yeah. and we follow your Son, our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, we do. We ask this prayer in the mighty and the precious name of our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Well, let's give it up one more time for the work that God is doing. Thank you, Pastor Shabazz and Vanessa. We're going to go ahead and make our way off. And if you want to talk with any of them about more of what they're doing, 